Sorry I'm late. Here's the news. Xanathar the Cruel announces plans to retire from politics to spend more time with his billions of gold bullion. Local fish tip to win leadership challenge. And elephants, fact or fiction? You decide. Welcome to the campaign trail. Meanwhile, the campaign team has helped avert a bombing of the factory by as yet unknown sources and is now preparing to send a representative to negotiate on behalf of the union. Our besieged workers correspondent, Bill Griffin, is on the scene. Yes, what started as a simple dispute over pay and safety conditions has elevated into something of an all-out siege I'm talking now with Brigadier Lighthouse Steve. Oh, Brig Brigadier, Brigadier, come back, come back. Oh, God, he's gone again. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have called him a dickhead. Oh, well, back to you in the studio. I bet that will go well. So you watch the tank roll away. Uh, the police line sort of split to sort of let it leave, uh, but then quickly close in behind it. Uh, it doesn't take a, re a genius to realise that they've blocked off all escape routes. Oh dear. What? What's up? Well, if they've blocked off all the escape routes, we're only going to get out that are alive. Well, I'd prefer alive. Well, to be quite honest, so would I. That's uh, very uncharacteristic for Penn there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brig turns to you and uh, he, he sort of uh, the sunlight, not sunlight, the sort of firelight catches his uh, his glistening medals on his chest and he says, What expertise do you have in this sort of situation? You ever talk sense into attacking hordes? You see this here? This is my talking sense into attacking hordes medal. Make a cuppa. That could be a good start. I'll put kettle on then, shall I? Ah, I see you've been on the course as well. I'm afraid we don't have enough cups though. This is going to be a bit of a problem. I have a large mug. Well, we do have a kettle in the kitchen, but this really isn't the time to be sitting down and having tea, my good sirs. It's always the right time to be sitting down and having tea. Perhaps I could read for tea leaves. Many a, many a dispute has been solved over a good cup of tea. You do make a good argument, perhaps. Yes, perhaps if we... Come with me, would you boys? Come with me. And uh, he walks you up to the, um, the picket lines. And uh, he waves to uh, Stoptimus Crime, uh, the uh, head of the police, who comes over and uh, Brick says, Now, uh, my associates here, yes, uh, I've had a bit of an idea. Mr. Agrilad. I was just saying we should have a cuppa. A, a, a cup of what? Tea. Tea? Mm, I'm more of a coffee man myself. Well, if there's got the grounds, I can make the one. Uh, he leans down and picks some soil off the ground. The ground? Coffee grounds. Oh. Well, you obviously do coffee very differently where you come from. Where do you come from? From up in frozen north. And down north. And down south. And lots of other different That's places. What, what my fair Minister Agrilad is trying to say really is that we should all sit down and have a drink and talk things through. He shoves some of the soil into his mouth and uh, starts chewing it. Darnorth, eh? Why should we listen to you? You Darnorthners wouldn't know a fair deal if it slapped you in the face. You're no better than the Angerlands. We disagree, but uh, I, I, I have to say we've been striking deals for the last few weeks um, in far-off lands and uh, and in the Sky Kingdom. We're, we're, we're actually quite good at... Uh, uh, I would say bringing employee relations back to life. I'm also kind of a little bit upset that you're painting everybody from Darnolf with the same brush. You lot do that to us. I've, I've seen what happens on your magic mirror shows. You treat us all like stereotypes. It's, uh, it's any wonder people don't do the same to you. Hmm? Have we treated you like stereotypes while we've been here? 
Well, I've not known you long enough, but I would assume so. You assume so? You know what happens well, when you assume something? That's a bad assumption. I, I make arrests, is what I do. When I make assumptions, I arrest people. And I'm looking at you right now, Sonny Jim. Try it, lad. No, 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 please. Yes, uh, that, that, that might cause something of an international incident. Uh, we uh, ought to discuss this a little bit more um, courteously. Diplomatically, yes. Uh, yes, diplomatically. How do you like your coffee, sir? Would you like it gravelly? <laughs> uh, can you roll persuasion? Oh, I shall try. And that accent was getting seriously dodgy. <laughs> 16. Ooh, okay. Uh, he looks over his shoulder at some of his um, subordinates uh, who are all like grasping their weapons rather tightly and uh, he gives them a little wave and says, All right. All right, you men. You stay, hold the line, and I'll see if I can uh, sort this out over a cup of coffee. <laughs> and uh, you march him away towards the uh, legs. The tank is a little bit cramped inside. Uh, it is designed to carry one Warforged, so having one Warforged and two uh, Elves and one Dragonborn in there is a little cramped. Uh, Sergeant Fenton is quite bulky for a Warforged. Uh, she's got like two big arms with, and each of uh, her hands is like the size of uh, one of Perrin's bodies. Because uh, Perrin only has one body, I seem to recall. One of Perrin's bodies. One of <laughs> that was a very strange way of uh, phrasing it, I understand. Uh, Which one, I must ask? Uh, the main one. Uh, but you're just about fitting in. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, as you're sort of looking around there's lots of complex levers and mechanisms and uh, there's like a small slit through which the driver can watch where they're going uh, the engine's kind of loud uh, you also see a big sign uh, uh, on one of the walls that says property of Thrasis police uh, but the word police has been like stuck on over a different word underneath it can I try uh, and take that off and see what the different word underneath is yeah go for it, make an investigation check I've got 13 it's not that hard. It, it just—it's a sticker that peels away, and underneath "police" you see the word "military." So the military and the police are the same. Well, maybe the police buy all their stuff from the military because they're the same. <laughs> um, Steady on, old chap. That's um, jumping to some conclusions there. Maybe we just buy. Uh, you can't be old compared to me, probably. Did you call them? Did you call them? Chap? I. Uh, military speak I do apologise we just buy from the same supplier I imagine hmm but this used to be a military tank and now it's a police tank yes I mean I suppose the police have to keep order somehow Katrina why do the police need tanks that's exactly what I was going to ask um I don't know I'm not a police officer uh, outside you can hear like um bins being knocked over and people yelling and uh, jumping out of the way and Erikina who is driving the tank is uh, kind of laughing at <laughs> This is fun isn't it? You are a terrible driver. No I'm not. I've got four bins so far. I'll get another one. There we go. Good job! You you don't get points for bins. I'm assigning Wait, really? myself points and I'm winning Victrina. Would you like me way. to assign points for you? I can help. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you want to put your head out the top of the, um, Ooh, you know? Wow! It's like I'm a celebrity! <laughs> uh, yeah, you open the... It's not a sunroof, it'd just be like a trapdoor, I suppose. I like calling it a sunroof. The sunroof of the tank. Uh, and you uh, have a look around. Do your ears flap in the breeze as we go Majestically. along? Majestically. Does Perrin have ears? Brilliant. I mean, Perrin well, can hear. How do they hear if they don't have ears? I'm just wondering, do they have like human style ears? I don't know what how dragonborn ears. They have work. like little spiky lizardy okay. ear flaps. Okay, so flap, 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 flap in the wind. Um, I, I uh, think I'm also holding on to my flower crown as we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the streets are quite narrow. You see, uh, this, um, and there are people sort of diving out of the way, terrified, uh, as another bin uh, explodes under the wheels. Uh, somebody uh, chucks a tomato at you. Make a dexterity saving throw. I got two. You are splattered in the face by tomato. I tried to catch it with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, a, a sort of old man on the street goes, "You bloody military assholes, go blow something up somewhere else." I'm not the military. I'm a political representative from Darnorth, and I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> You're invading. We're playing a game with bins. <laughs> What's going on up there? I, somebody threw a tomato at me, but I didn't even get to eat it. What's the point? They get points for a tomato. Uh, I think you get half a point for a tomato. Half a point for you, sir. <laughs> uh, up ahead, Perrin, uh, you can see a uh, a fork in the road. Uh, do you want to make a... Um, yeah, what do you do, actually? Yeah. Is there a knife in the road as well? Uh, no. <laughs> Which way are we going? We need to get to the city gate. Do you know how to get to the city gate? Nope. Okay, um, left. Okay. And uh, she turns the uh, tank to the left and you head down the left-hand fork. Um, I wasn't exactly going to tell her to go right, was I? Uh, no, that's fair enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, this road uh, is heading uphill a little bit uh, and the, uh, the surface becomes a little more cobbled. Uh, and so you're all sort of bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and it's a little uncomfortable as you go. Uh, up ahead though, you can see there are uh, some uh, like clotheslines running across the um, the street, you know, like in the movies. Uh, <laughs> and in the streets. And in the streets. Uh, and you, the tank is about to sort of rip through these um, like normal people's clothing. Uh, what do you do? I would like, let me just double check that I can do this, I'd like to use Mage Hand to just like drag them out of the way, out, out of the way of the um, tanks. There's pack. a lot of them and I think Mage Hand you can only do one at a time because it's just a hand isn't it? It's a hand but it can, I can move the hand up to 30 feet so I could, <coughs> if, I, if it's using if my I petrol If I pass motion. you up my sword, could you just cut through the middle of the washing line so that they fall on either side? and then they wouldn't fall in the dirt because they wouldn't be log enough. But that seems mean. I don't want people's washing to get dirty. But it wouldn't get dirty because it would still be on the lines, but the lines would be hanging down on either side. Oh, okay. Because if you cut through the middle, then the lines are too short to actually reach the floor, so the washing would be fine and they could pull it in through their windows on either side of the road and then we could still get through without damaging anybody's actual washing. Give me the sword. I'm going to pass up the sword. Be careful with it. I strike the most ostentatiously <laughs> majestic pose you have ever seen a dragonborn make. I'm quite glad I can't see it because I'm down here by your feet. <laughs> Do you want to make an attack roll, Baron? Oh. Uh, 17. Uh, yeah, I think you do it um, with the seventeen. Yeah, you you, you slice through uh, the um, the lines and uh, the clothes go flapping down either side of the uh, tank as it rolls through. Uh, some people poke their heads out of the window and as they see you guys. They go, "You're a menace! My clothes, my beautiful clothes! They've got wool all over them now." Uh, You're going to look brilliant with wool on you, darling. It's just next season style. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Okay. <laughs> Um, what's my persuasion? I got a 17 for that as well. Alright, the, 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 if you'd failed they would have thrown another tomato at you. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Vitrina. Why do have tomatoes? <laughs> uh, it's just a popular food item here. Although they are robots. Um, what do they use tomatoes for in the robot kingdom? Um, throwing at throwing people. people, yeah. They've got them just in case. Uh, Vitrina, uh, as you're sort of... Um, down in the uh, tank, uh, Erikina is uh, driving away. Uh, Fenton is looking a little kind of like like they're travel sick because like the bumping of the the, the cobbled road, uh, it seems to be getting to them, and uh, they're looking a little like they're about to throw up. What do you do? Um, do you feel alright? Oh, uh, I ate too many lasagna dinosaurs. Human food is very strange. Oh, um, I've got some new milk that you can have if you if that makes oh, you feel better. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'll try some of that. And uh, she takes a swig of the new milk. Um, will this be like, this will be some of like Victorina's like personal stash, wouldn't it? So this will be the good stuff, I imagine. Yes, I mean I've, I've got like a, a because I always have to carry samples. I've got kind of like a self-filling magic bottle supply. <laughs> uh, yeah, she takes a swig and she starts to look a little bit better. And uh, she says, "Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you." 
It's strange that you get travel sick considering you're a warforged. I would have thought that would be a really massive design flaw when you're going to war with different countries. Well, I'll tell you the truth, and please, please keep this a secret. I've um, never really been out of the lower city before. This is my first time out. I've never been to war. I've never even been to the top of the capital. So this is all a bit new for me. Oh, well, you should go up the top instead of Barry and see the city. Do you think Do you think that would be good? I think that would be really. I think you would love it. And it also, the fresh air might help stop you feeling sick. Oh, that's a very good idea. Well, thank you for believing in me. Brig always kept me back and um, said it was too dangerous for me to go out too much. Thank you. No, he's just oppressing. He's just oppressing you. You should go out, but what you shouldn't do is chase deer in any um, national parks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll keep that in mind. Do you think we'll be able to see the sky from here? Oh yes, yes. If you look straight up, it's it's up there. Never been able to see the sky before. Oh, it's always a bit too cloudy down oh. here. Perrin, come down and let and let Bethany go up. Okay. Just, uh, what's the sky like? Just so I can prepare myself. Sometimes it's blue, and sometimes it's grey, and sometimes water falls out of it. In fact, often water falls out. But of always, it. it's big. Uh, she reaches yes. into her pocket and pulls out uh, some paper that she, uh, she's uh, done some very interesting uh, sort of Van Gogh-style uh, drawings on. Says, I drew what I think the sky looks like. How accurate would you say these are? Oh, I would wow. say they were very accurate if you'd drunk an awful lot of whiskey. And we're lying on oh. your back in the park. Oh, well, that's... I was trying to be... I was trying to do, you know, modern realism. I think... Can well, I, can I keep that? you go up and have a look at real okay. realism? Okay. Okay. And uh, she uh, scrambles up uh, and uh, um, pokes her head out. Uh, you're still a little far down in the city, so uh, you can just kind of see a, a circle of uh, blue really, really far up. Uh, almost, it's kind of like uh, the equivalent of the moon, I suppose. It's that kind of size uh, ratio, because you are in this giant volcano. Um, as you're going along, um, uh, Erikina turns to you, uh, sort of leans over and goes, That was very nice. Very nice, Victrina. You've always had a bit of a knack for helping people out, haven't you? I just, I think people deserve to be helped. People deserve to have good things happen to them. <laughs> Apart from the people we bashed over the head with our clubs back in the day. Well, yes, but they were of the wrong sort. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. How do you tell if someone's of the wrong sort? Um, they're running at you with the club. Usually, whenever that's happened to me in the past, I've run away. Does that does that does that mean I'm the wrong sort? Well, no, because you're running away from people with clubs, so that makes you the right. Okay. Sort. Okay. If people, if somebody is running towards you with a club, usually it means they're the wrong sort and they want to bash you over the horns. Yeah, that's the impression I always. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the tank shakes a little bit and uh, Erikina looks like she's struggling with some of the controls uh, and like is hastily moving from one to the other uh, and Victorina you sort of notice that while her face looks very blank you kind of recognise from the old days that this is her expression of panic when she's trying to hide it what do you do? Is there something wrong with the tank? No, everything is fine absolutely fine are you sure? Because there's steam coming out of levers that shouldn't have steam coming out of them and everything's gone very wobbly. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's just that uh, just one little system might have possibly failed slightly. That's nothing to worry about. It's an incredibly the, minor system. Just the brakes, you know? The, right, the, the, the stopping the tank system. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Really. Wait, are you saying we, we have to keep going? Well, you know, until something stops us, I suppose. We're a tank. Yeah. Um, Fenton, can you see anything up ahead? Are we going uphill? Uh, no, you've sort of reached a plateau at this point. Uh, I did wonder whether we were going to suddenly shoot backwards and see all those people's washing. Uh, Fenton sort of leans down and goes, There's nothing much up ahead, just a building. It says, let me adjust my eyes. Uh, her eyes, like binoculars, sort of adjust as she goes, Oh, yes. It says, St. Bartholomew's School for Very Cute Orphans Who Really Don't Like Tanks. 
and we seem to be heading right for it. Quite fast. Yes. Oh god. We yeah. should probably do something. So you uh, head to the top of the pants of the of the legs, uh, uh, where there is a kitchen. Uh, you walk past a uh, there's a couple of delivery vans still out there uh, that have some crates in them. Uh, there's uh, but they're like they've clearly like just been there for a few days while the strike's been going on. Uh, you head in through like one of the big warehouse doors and uh, off to the side where you find a little kitchen. Uh, again, like the chairs are quite big because Warforged tend to be quite big, uh, and uh, so I think you both look a little comical. Maybe, maybe that a little more so. Shall I be mother? Whatever, whatever rocks that built, lad. Hasn't that been your ambition <laughs> since the start, then? <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should put the kettle on. You'll look silly in it. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, the old ones are the best. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like a sort of steampunky kind of kitchen apparatus and uh, several kettles. Well then, Captain Stoptimus, uh, one lump or two? Uh, two, please, uh, and some uh, sugar if you wouldn't mind. I shall start knocking the ground into the cup. <laughs> uh, he sits down uh, across from you, uh, Agrilad, oh, and sort of folds his arms, uh, looking a little like he doesn't want to be there, but he's kind of doing this kind of out of obligation. He goes. All right then, Dar Northerner. You better have a good explanation for yourself. So come on, what can you offer us? Well, it's not about what we can offer you. It's about what sort of agreements we can come together with as as individuals and as groups, and what we can agree to to make things right for everybody. Am I doing this right, Pen? I think so. Right, yes. Right, okay. I mean. If you, if you have a look at all these workers, they have a right to be paid and they have a right to know what they are being paid for. They don't have a right to disrupt the social order. And that's what they're doing with this strike. They're disrupting the social order. You know how important this factory is to the economy of this country? And they're putting a stop to that. It's not just here. You know, if this strike goes on, soon it'll be everyone will be striking. Everyone will be looking at their contracts going, Oh, I could do with some more money. And then suddenly, all system runs to a stop. Can I ask you a question? But while they're on strike, are they getting paid? It's not my business. Uh, Briggs says, The union collects dues, and we've been helping people survive through the dues. But they're not getting their usual amount of money. Again, not my business. So they're getting even less. So, how desperate do you think people have to be? to take a deliberate cut in wages to get a point across. Listen, they can they can have all the grievances they like, but if they're going to to swan around uh, causing disruptions and uh, and and make making the country grind to a halt, it can't possibly be worth it. Let, okay, let me ask you another question. If your superior officer came to you and said that starting from tomorrow, they've got to w- go to work without any of their weapons and without any of their armour, and has got to do it because it's the rules. How would they feel about that? No weapons, no armour. No pay. Well, well, I wouldn't feel tremendously about it, but it's my duty, you see. It's my duty. And and the first, t- the first time somebody comes up to thee looking for a fight and has not got any weapons or armour, what does that do? Well, I, I, I suppose I, I'd uh, give them the old one-two, hmm? You know, first with the left and then with the right. And that'd work, would it? Against everyone, even the people who are bigger than thee. The people with the steam-powered crossbows and, and the giant hammers. You see, I'd, I'd have to make a go of it, but uh, yeah. I'd have my platoon behind me, you see. And now imagine all stand to deal together. with that every day of their life. Every day, and not being able to do anything to stop it happening, because it's the rules. I mean, some rules are good, but then again, maybe some rules are bad. But you can only tell by having discussions about them. Uh, he's looking a little like he's wavering. Uh, can you both roll persuasion? You, you asked me to make these persuasion rolls. Agrilada has the persuasion of a dead slug. <laughs> yeah, you keep trying to persuade people. <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> I've evidently made a very bad cup of coffee. 
<laughs> what, what, what's that one that's at the opposite end of the scale to the natural 20? Uh, a critical failure. Yeah, that natural one. That's what I've just got. Okay, right. Um, okay. He stands up from uh, his place and goes, Now you listen here. You dull northerners think you're so good and righteous with all your workers' rights and everything. You're no better than the Angerlands. Darnorth was the scourge of the world before the Dark Lord came along, and your monarch was best buddies with Vectros before she rose to power. And it's time you learned your lesson from the past. Well, I think we have been learning a lesson, which is why we're trying to make things better. And and that's why we... Why haven't you returned the Heart of Fire? Now, I don't know the answer to that because I hadn't heard of the Heart of Fire before. So, please, tell me some more. It was the jewel of our nation, the source of our magic. Oh, so much magic came from that jewel. And then one day, the monarch of Darnoth came for a visit. And the next thing we knew... It'd been stolen away. Oh dear. So, you can understand why many nations are not exactly fans of yours. Well, yes. Has that got proof that it was Darnoth that nicked it? Yeah, it happened at the same time the monarch was visiting. Well, I, I say s- visiting. I can see how army. you might think that. I can see how you might believe it. So, I understand. Are you denying the accusation? No, because I wasn't there. But I think it's unfair to tar all of us because we weren't there and we don't know about it. Um, could could be your fault for not protecting it properly. Oh, no, Ooh, <laughs> he turns on you, Aqualad, and uh, oh uh, pulls out a, a, a little knife and points at you and goes, You want to watch your tongue, Sonny Jim? If there's going to point a knife at people, there's got to be prepared to use it. Ooh, make an intimidation check. I'm almost intimidating. <laughs> that was a 17. Ooh, he pulls back a little bit and goes, I'll need some time to think about this. Uh, he puts his knife away and goes, Give me a minute with this coffee and uh, I'll, uh, yes. I'll have a think. Okay. Uh, Brig kind of uh, gives you a nod and says, Yes, uh, we'll take a walk around the ground while you have a think, eh? And he sort of hurriedly uh, rushes you out, and uh, as soon as you're outside, he goes, This didn't seem to be going too well there, I'm afraid. Well, well this is well, what you... that gets for leaving me in charge of all negotiating. <laughs> well, thank goodness you're not going to the real negotiations upstairs. Wait. Ah, uh, it's probably a good idea. Oh, you mean those ones with uh, Fenton? Yes, yes, Fenton. Yes. Fenton's a good chap. Uh, um, Chapess. Chapette? I've always enjoyed Fenton. They've just been a little young. I've been a little reluctant to send her out for a while. I do hope they're okay. Well, I suppose everybody has to grow into their role eventually. I'm. About and, and the heart got... of. About the heart of fire. Hmm. Um. Do you think could be done if it would have found? Well, it could be an international incident, you see. Wherever it lies, the power of fire-based magic is increased tenfold. Uh, well, if Darnforth did steal it, it would explain a few things. I mean, your dragons tend to be a lot more ferocious than they are elsewhere well, in the world. Hmm. I am not an expert on dragons, but I know that they don't just be fire. Well, you know what I mean, the fire-breathing ones in general. It's an old legend. I don't know how true it is, but Darnold, I'm afraid, does have quite the reputation for pillaging places around the world. Your old monarch was infamous for it. Oh dear, imperialism. Yes, the old monarch was, I believe, friends with Vectros before she became the Dark Lord. Many believe she is modelling herself off your old monarch. Does that mean she will go and live on the moon? <laughs> well, one could only wish, what? I say... What's that? Uh, you hear a crash and a shatter of glass coming from the kitchen. Oh, dear. sounded like a crash and a shatter of glass. <laughs> uh, you go hurrying back. Mr. Stoptimus, uh, are you all right? Uh, you enter into the kitchen and the door immediately slams closed behind you and all of the lights 
go out. How fast is the tank going? Uh, a little under 10 miles an hour. But it is a tank, right. so it will crash through the wall. Right, can I run faster than the tank? How fast can Victorina run? Well, my speed is 30. Uh, which I think is quite high. But I've also got Action Surge. Mm. Which says, starting at the second level, you can push yourself beyond your normal limits for a moment. I'll accept that as a um, an explanation as how you can run faster than the tank. Yeah, sure, okay. Okay, right. I'm going to... Um, Jump off the moving tank. I'm going to climb up to the top and then jump off the moving tank. Do a quick acrobatics Land. check for me. Acrobatics check. Okay. 18. 18. Yeah, you do a cool, a cool somersault and uh, do a sort of superhero landing as you as you uh, hit the ground. That's very showy of you. Uh, I would say you've All got right. about a minute and a half before it hits the uh, orphanage. So right, I imagine I... you're are you running towards the orphanage. I'm running towards the orphanage and I'm shouting. Yeah, on the way, run away, tank! Uh, persuasion? I think that's quite persuasive for people. Yeah, I'll give you tanks. advantage because there is a big tank heading towards them. I got a 21. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, people do see, it and uh, there's a lot of screaming and shouting. Most people find a tank is very persuasive. Uh, people start diving out of windows, uh, but there's some. Uh, let's say there's, there's one little. Um, a tiny orphan warforged who's got uh, their leg caught in a um, fence uh, and is right in the path. Uh, what do you do? Um, I run towards the tiny orphan warforged and I try to free it. Uh, okay, its leg is caught in like a bit of sort of metal fencing. Uh, it seems to be caught quite fast. Uh, what are you doing to get it out? Um, I've, got, I've got my sword back. Didn't I? Can I? Can I yeah, yeah. Yeah, make a strength check. Yeah. 13. 13. Yeah, you managed to do it. You you pry it out and you uh, sling the, the little warforged over your shoulder and heroically um, pull them out. Yeah, he is quite heavy. And you're also wearing your heavy armour. Uh, so you just dive out of the way as the tank uh, rams into the wall uh, and uh, smashes through it. And... Uh, the the debris sort of gets caught up in the tank's wheels and uh, the tank starts to screech and uh, uh, move upwards and it almost becomes sort of vertical. Uh, Perrin, can you make a dexterity saving throw? Yeah, absolutely. Got a natural two. Okay, uh, you fall on your ass inside the Ow! tank and uh, Sergeant ah! Fenton also falls on top of you. <laughs> I won't oh, make you take any damage, but it's... Oh. Uh, very uncomfortable. No. <laughs> uh, the tank does come to a stop, though. Well, its wheels are still moving, but uh, the wheels are no longer on the ground. Um, you sort of crawl your way out of the um, the wreckage, uh, and um, Erikina is looking at uh, it all and going, "Well, that was uh, not what I had in mind. But um, well, we're not dead." How many points for an orphanage, Erikina? Ooh, 20. <laughs> You're doing really well at this. Yeah, I'm winning. Don't think the head of the school is going to think that you're winning. Yes, I probably should have a word. Don't go anywhere, you three. I'll be right back. I'm sure Mr Raytheon will be able to sort all this out. <laughs> I mean, once they hear his name, they won't press charges, I imagine. That sounds quite corrupt. She goes uh, running off to a uh, rather imperious-looking um, warforged who is, like... Mouth agape, uh, mouth agape so much that the mouth is on the floor, and that's, uh, <laughs> uh, because they're a robot, they can do that. Uh, as this is happening, uh, what are you two doing? I think I'm seeing if I have anything in my bag that could just soothe my bruised bum. Uh, I think some of the orphans are, are kind of gawping at you because uh, they've never seen a dragonborn before, so they're a little bit. Ooh, Hello, do you dragon. like my flower crown? Is that why you're looking at me? Dragon. Can you breathe fire? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, I shouldn't show you. I tend to do enthusiasm a bit too much. But yes, I can. I don't think they can really breathe fire. No, I think they're lying. I think it's a big joke. It's not a joke. Then breathe fire. Perrin, don't, don't breathe fire at the tiny baby robots. 
probably make things worse. I'm lying on my back, like, scaring at the sky, trying to get my breath back, and there's a warforged child <sighs> sitting on me. And I know this is a very, very bad idea. Uh, Fenton sort of puts a hand on your shoulder and says, uh, I wouldn't let people boss you around like that, Perrin. You don't have to breathe fire if you don't want to. But I do want to, I just know it's a bad idea. What do you mean it's a bad idea? Uh, things tend to catch on fire when you breathe fire, and that's something that people don't typically like. We're in a... we're, we're surrounded by rubble that's made of rocks, and a metal tank, and metal people. I don't think anything truly bad could happen. But I think before they can finish speaking, I just sort of like <laughs> up into the air. <gasps> Make a performance check. Okay. Okay. Let's find a dice that's being nice to me. I have got a sixteen. Yeah, it, it's like um, a sort of um, like a fountain of fire sprays up <sighs> and uh, ends in little sparks that go pew, 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 like fireworks. Uh, and uh, all, all the all of the um, orphans uh, jump up and start clapping. Uh, but because they've all got metal hands, it's a deafening uh, sound. This. Ouch. Uh, uh, how does Perrin feel? Very cool. <laughs> Very glad that nothing is on fire. As you're um, recovering, Victorina, Fenton uh, is uh, sort of staring down a nearby alleyway and goes, "There's somebody down there. I think they're hurt. Come, come on, help me, help me." And uh, she goes running off down the alleyway. I follow. You follow, uh, Victorina? Um, yeah, I kind of clamber to my feet and <laughs> remember that I'm not as fit as I used to be. Take a little swig of new milk and then I follow. <laughs> uh, you head down the alleyway and uh, it seems to be a dead end. And uh, Fenton is sort of crouching over um, what looks like the, the body of a warforged who is uh, uh, on their side. Uh, and uh, a grown up one or a, or a cute orphan a cute orphan by the looks of it oh, no. uh, they uh, are sort of shaking them trying to get them awake uh, what do you do to help? do you think your milk thing would help? Well, it helped It helped Fenton earlier with, with seasickness or you know tank sickness I'm not sure it would help a, a child that's actually dead uh, but we could try it I mean what we Let's really need it. here is, is pen but it's <laughs> not here, so let's I mean, try has got magic as well. I don't have any necromantic magic. Uh, that's fair. I'm yeah, not that sort of warlock. Ben uh, is really good at bringing people back from the dead. Well, theoretically. <laughs> uh, as you walk closer, um, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> Two. Two. Okay. Oops. We're not the most dexterous bunch today. Some debris falls from above, and you are smashed by it. Uh, can you both take eight points of bludgeoning damage? Yeah. No, I think this might be a trap. As the dust settles, uh, you look around and see that your exit has been blocked off by this falling debris. Uh, what do you do? What about the... Is it just like a one-way street type thing? Yeah, it, yeah it was like a little... Uh, it was a dead end. Um, can, how climbable are the buildings? Uh, I mean, they're kind of sheer uh, metal walls. Okay. So, um, so I suggest that we move to the end of the alley and draw our weapons. Like the black... The, the end of the alley, so our backs are to the wall. This sounds a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so you head to the back... Uh, Perrin with your whacking stick and Victorina with your sword. Fenton uh, also like um, puts up puts her dukes up, uh, and um, as you're waiting, uh, make a perception check. Uh, what's your passive perception? I suppose. Uh, passive perception is ten. Ten. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, Victorina. Uh, Okay, you see an arrow uh, fly from somewhere on one of the walls, and it just misses you because I imagine eleven does not hit your AC. Uh, but you yeah, do see eleven does not hit my AC. Not. You do see it came from somewhere on one of the walls, like almost as if something invisible was sitting on the wall with an arrow and had fired it towards you. I think something invisible is firing arrows at us. Okay, can we uninvisibilify them? Then, hello. I Who think are that's you? Your department. I, I know. Things. Has anyone got any ranged weapons? Well, I have. 
I can do some eldritch blasting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you reckon that'll work? I've got, I've got a light. I try it. Try eldritch blasting first because that sounds like fun. Yes. Uh, okay. So I get my little fireballs ready to go. Okay. Uh, so it's, oh, so it's, I do attack rolls rather than. First one is ten to hit. The next one is fifteen to hit. Uh, the fifteen hits. Uh, you see a little, like, almost sort of circular domed, um, thing on the wall for just a second after you hit, and you hear a little uh, I sort of point at it and say what I've just seen. And it goes back to being is invisible. It like a, is it like a little robot? Kind of. So it's domey? Okay. I'm going to fire my crossbow. 22! Uh, you fire it at exactly where you saw it disappear, uh, but it just hits the wall. Um, maybe you can only hit it when it's visible. Or maybe it's only magic that can hit it. Let maybe me let me try Eldritch Blasting again. Uh, yeah. Perrin, 13 versus AC. That um, matches, so what yep. hits. Uh, you are going to take... Uh, three points of piercing damage. That's another arrow. Comes off the opposite eee! wall this time. How? I think I instinctively just like send another Eldritch Blast back. Okay. And I've got a natural 20. Yeah, again, you see the little domey thing. And uh, this time, I think, as it becomes visible for a second, you see uh, two little sort of whip-like things coming out of either side of it. And then it spins around very, very fast uh, and then disappears again. And uh, I think... Am I rolling damage on this, or...? Uh, Yeah, roll some damage, yeah. Uh, Because I didn't last time, so... Could it take 14 points of force damage? Cool. Oh, no, 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 that should be... um... 23 points because I got the natural 20. Cool. Uh, do you want to roll for initiative? That'll probably, probably a good idea. I got a 20! 11. Oh, Perrin, you could do that thing where it hits you and then you do something back and it's like... Ooh, the rebuky thing! Yeah. That thing, yes! Yes, that's, that's really a good cool. idea. Uh, you can do that on your next go. Um, Are you going to say that the one I just did was my go? Yeah. Uh, Victrina, four versus AC, I imagine, does not hit. Uh, from the opposite wall again this time, uh, an arrow comes sailing out but just misses you. Uh, Victrina, is your go. Right, um, I'm going to fire my crossbow in the opposite direction of, you know, the, op- to the other wall from where the arrow just came from. Go for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a four. Nope, just pings off the wall. Uh, Fenton goes next. Uh, she like holds up uh, an arm, and then her fist launches off that arm uh, towards again the same general direction that you fired at. Uh, <laughs> she wants a six, uh, so it just kind of goes bunk against the wall, and then falls down and sort of retracts back into her arm. Uh, Perrin, it's your go. Can I do that hellish rebuke thing now? Uh, do you have to be able idea. to see the creature to do that? Um. No, it doesn't say anything okay. about visibility. Yeah, it's just it. at the, the creature damaged me. Um, could they do a um, dexterity save? A critical failure. Haha! In which case, now they take 12 points of damage. Uh, you see a buzz and a, and a crackle, uh, and uh, the. Uh, creature becomes visible. Its invisibility seems to have been uh, disabled. Uh, so you see this, it's a little green, uh, like, little dome thing with lots of little legs, uh, and it's got these two, like, whips that come out of the side of it, and then it starts spinning around very fast so that these whips uh, whip out. And then from the end of one of these whips, uh, an arrow comes flying out uh, and is heading towards uh, Perrin. 18 versus AC. That's going to hit... Uh, four points of piercing damage. Four points, okay. Uh, Victrino, it's your go. You can now see it. Um, I can see it, so I'm going to take a shot at it. Oh, that is... I rolled a 19. That hits. Hang on. I... Starting on level 3, weapon attack score a critical hit on the roll of 19 or 20. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, so take a critical hit then. Or, Or do a critical hit. Do a critical hit. Uh, 12. 12. Okay, cool. Uh, it did not like that. And um, it does a little buzz. And then uh, you see 
uh, four little red eyes uh, in the middle of it uh, kind of turn towards to look at you and you hear it go sneak him creep him sneak him creep him and then it flails and goes scuttling off across the roof uh, across towards the roof and vanishes over the top I think we're safe for now I would have preferred to have blown it up It's all gone dark. Well, I can see in the dark. Oh, can you? Agolad, I don't suppose you've got dark vision, do you? No, I don't have uh, infravision. So what do I see? You see, because you see in grayscale in, in, if you've got dark vision, don't you? So, yes. Uh, yeah, you see that one of the kettles is on the floor and it looks like it's been sliced in two. And you see a door at the other end of the room uh, is uh, open uh, and, yeah. Uh, the rest of the room is as it was before. Mr. Stoptimus! Mr. Stoptimus! Uh, you don't hear anything. Oh dear. Um, right, what have I got here? Let there be light! Ooh, have you got a light spell? Cool. Yes. Uh, you, yeah, again, you, you light up the room so Agrolite can see uh, what you just saw. So you see a um, a kettle that's been cut in half and you see a door that's been sliced open. I didn't think my coffee was that bad. <laughs> this does not seem good. There's no sign of a Mr. Stoptimus. He's not here. What other rooms I are advance there? carefully to the door. Uh, you advance carefully to the door and uh, peering through, uh, you see a uh, kind of a sort of warehouse part of the, um, the factory. And there's lots of... Um, crates piled high and you walk through here and these like sort of corridors almost between the crates uh, you remember the sort of scene from the end of Indiana Jones and the um, uh, the, the, the the one with the holy the, Raiders of the Raiders Lost, Lost Ark, Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of like that kind of warehouse with lots of big uh, crates and uh, as you're walking through um, you hear something scraping along the floor like someone's dragging a sword along the floor and doing that kind of sparking thing. Head in the direction yeah. of the sound. You head in the direction of the sound and there you find, uh, pinned to a crate, uh, you find Stoptimus Crime uh, upside down with uh, a knife uh, through his belly, pinning him to the uh, crate. And on the, f- on the ground beside him, you see a large red warforged with huge swords for arms and a huge head with four red lights that look towards you and it draws its swords and says Slice them, dice them. Oh, bother. Oh, dear. As you sort of clamber your way over the rubble that was uh, blocking your way, uh, Erikina is sort of um, waiting by the tank, uh, looking a little bored, and uh, she sees you coming up and goes, Where the hell have you three been? There was a dead child that turned out to be a drap and a great robot that shot arrows at us that was invisible and then it wasn't um, normal died. We could have died. We didn't die, I think, unless... Oh my god, am I a ghost? I've always wanted to be a ghost. <laughs> I can arrange that. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> no, no, very true. And you there, Fenton? What did you do? I um tried to punch it. Why does that not surprise me? Well then, I suppose we better get going, haven't we? We're gonna have to walk now because you upended. Yeah. The Sorry about that, Victrina. Karen, perhaps you two could go on ahead and find us a a taxi okay. or something. Sure. Okay, you head on uh, up the road to find a taxi. Uh, Victrina, something about this doesn't seem right. Uh, like, you, you noticed a, an inflection in Erikina's voice that, again, sort of suggested that she was hiding something or was being very nervous. Yeah, I don't think I want to get a taxi. I think I want to go back and just make sure that Fenton is okay. Are, are you sure what we were told to get a taxi? Okay. Okay, uh, I'll wait here. I'm looking at you. No, you come with me because I'm looking at you very hard and I don't think I want to leave you alone in this city full of crazy shooting robots. <laughs> uh, as you go back, you see uh, Erikina holding a crossbow to Fenton's face 
uh, and looking like she's about to fire. What do you do? Hey, what are you doing? I don't. Victorina, sorry, but I didn't want to do this, but this Fenton, she's a spy. She's been sent by the brig to assassinate Mr. Raytheon. That's ridiculous. What are you talking about? I'm not a spy. I couldn't hurt a fly. I tried and I failed. It's all part of a plot. Mr. Raytheon explained it all to me perfectly. They're trying to undermine our economy just so they can get a few extra bits of money in their pockets and a holiday. Well, I'm afraid it's not its not going to happen. People, <clears throat> people aren't just going to roll over for you and your ridiculous demands. Mr. Raytheon certainly isn't. Come on, Victrina, you'll back me up on this. I'm very confused. Um, are you saying that the, the strikers having an extra week off and a small pay rise will completely destroy the economy of like one of the greatest arms exporters in it's, the world? It's, it's the first domino, you see. As soon as they start demanding higher pay, everyone else does, and, and soon there's no pay for anyone left. That That's not how economics work works. It's what they want to do. That's why they sent this, this spy, to kill Mr. Raytheon. I don't believe Bethany is a spy. And I don't believe she could kill Mr. Raytheon. She couldn't even punch a flying green robot. I didn't want to have to do this, but Sergeant Fenton is no negotiator. Sergeant Fenton, or should I call you Rock'em Sock'em? And as soon as the name is said, Fenton goes stiff. Her eyes turn red. And slowly she turns to you, her fists raised. The Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Pizzonian, Stephen Poor as Pen Regante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Agrilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Russ Clark was Erikina Moulded Fromage, and Landon Cole was the break. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own DD character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at the campaign cast, on facebook.com forward slash campaign cast, at soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner, and wherever you find podcasts. So until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.